Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, we got a special guest for you here on this Freedom Friday. I, I told our good friend George Blacker, you know, George, you can be on Air Force time today. You can sleep in a little bit if you want to. Uh, <laughs> all in good fun, of course. But we got our friend Tim from Savage. Tim Tharp, our Mondakistan Bureau Chief in the house here in Glendive. Tim, great to see you in, in person. Well, it's good to see you. Just uh, you know, checking in for my, my annual performance review down here in Glendive. And, you know, see, I was thinking on the way down, you know, I think I, I've earned a 10% raise, but, you know, a, a 20% raise would cost you exactly the same. Uh, well, under Joe Biden and John Tester inflation, yeah, we could give you a 20% raise and you'd just be about where you were three years yeah, ago. Because, so. you know, I'm doing a great job and I'll yell at you if you question I, otherwise. You missed the big Doug Burgum news, though, a couple of times. I mean, you know, that was the biggest news. <laughs> of the year well uh, i did uh, let you know when he dropped out and then but then uh, <laughs> i don't know I, <laughs> how are the roads for you this morning because man but when i almost got to terry montana yesterday it was like man the roads took a nosedive south and, and when you live in eastern montana you're used to dealing with bad roads well anywhere in montana yeah. you're used to dealing with bad roads but that was a special kind of icy yesterday. Yeah, well, we've had rain out here for the last two days prior to the, the snow and then the freezing hitting. It's been kind of kind of creepy uh, a day last past week where the temperature hit a high of 32 and a low of 31. And so it's just hanging right around there. But, yeah, they, there are some spots where it was a little bit hairy on the way down. It's one of those deals. If every if everybody else is off the road and you're the only one out there, you're just fine. It's the other guy you got to look out for. Well, yeah, exactly. As long as I got nobody else around me because then even if you slip a little over here, slip a little over there, you're fine. But, uh yeah, just just took it slow yesterday, and uh, but man, what a day to take it slow and just go for a ride and listen to the radio and listen to the news. Oh yeah. It was bombshell after bombshell yesterday. Oh, yeah, and I, I was watching that presser last night. I think I texted you on that. I mean, it was, it was like watching a, a, a multi-vehicle pile up on the interstate, just just wreck after wreck after wreck with, with the president last <laughs> night. It's like, oh, I was just in shock. I've never, ever seen anything like that in my life. And that the fact that he even came out and then yelling at the reporters and cussing at him is just wild. What were they thinking, like, hey, this report's going to come out, and it makes Joe Biden look bad. We're going to put him out there. He's going to look tough. He's going to look resilient. He's going to look like he's on top of his game. Boy, that didn't work out no, at all, did it? No, it's just it was an embarrassment for the country. And I, I told my wife last night. I mean, I just I, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried. About, you know, what's China going to do with Taiwan? What's North Korea going to do? I mean, we have just completely emboldened every one of our adversaries across the world to know that. We have a doddering old fool in charge, and this is a scary time for us. I mean, people were actually talking about the 25th Amendment, invoking the 25th Amendment yesterday. When you hear his responses and you hear the description that the special counsel gave of his just few hours with him, man. But then you're like, well, then you got crazy Kamala. I mean, do, yeah. we, want, do we want the forgetful old man that doesn't know where he's at or what he's doing? With his finger near the nuclear launch code, at least maybe there's somebody that can say, no, 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 Joe, don't touch that. Or do you want crazy Kamala? Who knows what she Rose, would do exactly if she had her finger on the trigger there. I actually, uh, I tweeted this out from RNC Research, the full press conference from yesterday, just because I'm like, man, we could just play two minutes, get reaction from Tim. Play two minutes, get reaction from Tim. So maybe we'll do that. Freedom Friday here in Glendive with uh, Tim from Savage. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. Special elections are just that, special. And there's a special election soon on Long Island. 
to succeed expelled former New York Representative George Santos. Former Democratic New York Congressman Tom Suozzi faces Republican nominee Mazi Pila. She's a Nassau County, New York legislator. President Biden carried the district by eight points in 2020. But Santos won the seat, flipping it to the GOP after Suozzi retired. He ran unsuccessfully for New York governor. Political observers will watch the race closely as a bellwether for how Democrats and Republicans may fare this fall, not just in House contests, but also for president. Republicans have been on something of a winning streak of late on Long Island, winning various local elections as well as eastern Queens. But special elections turn out a different type of voter. So sometimes the small sample size is not reflective of broader trends. Expect Republicans to focus on immigration as an issue, which is hurting the Democratic Party. Meantime, Pilip is not distancing herself from former President Trump, but she called him a, quote, great president. With the speaker's not charged is because... Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll stay with cloudy skies and along with some snow showers around the area today. Inch or two possible by this evening in Bozeman, less than an inch in the Billings area. High temperature readings will stay in the lower 30s in Bozeman to the upper 30s in Billings. Tonight with some snow showers, accumulation stay confined to less than an inch, mid-teens to mid-twenties for lows. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Hey, Friday's Montana Talks broadcasting live from Glendive and the Gate Show, the Glendive Agri-Trade Exposition. Hey, I'll tell you what, this is a show I get to every single year, unless they ship me overseas or something like that. Yeah, I can't wait to see all of our friends in the Glendive area. Please come down and see us. We'll be set up at the Epic Center in Glendive for the Gate Show. Microphones are open for you. We're going to talk agriculture, business, and more. Friday's Montana Talks live from Glendive. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, Tim, uh, Travis has your jam playing there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he's the best producer in the business there. He's listening to us talking, and then he hits us with the Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> do you feel like one of those uh, Sydney Eagle wrestlers heading to the state tournament with that with that music playing in oh, the background? Oh, like, pumped up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big, uh, big, big couple of days down there in Billings, the all-class wrestling tournament at Metro Park. And so he, the Sydney boys, they even left a day early anticipating that storm. So they, instead of leaving Thursday morning, they left Wednesday afternoon just to get down there well yeah well that's what i'm kind of wondering i'm wondering how many people might might make it here later this morning for our show uh because you know the roads the snow but you know folks out here are used to it they just know hey just take it slow and and uh don't overcorrect and go in the ditch and and if you're on ice just keep moving just let the car slow down by itself yeah. don't t- don't hit the brakes because that's what'll get you so people out here get it, but but yeah, there's the the state wrestling tournament that every every year when we have the gate show that's going on. So people are always heading that direction, and then uh, the GOP winter kickoff is this weekend. So uh, I know a lot of the local lawmakers I checked in with the Hindbaugh's, they already hit the road. So. Uh, to get safely to Helena in the middle of this uh, eastern Montana storm. Yeah, and I haven't talked to Brandon Lear for a couple of weeks, so I'm not sure if he's going to be around in the area. If he, I, I imagine he definitely would be heading over there. There's some, there's some talk about uh, him 
being speaker this next session. So yeah, yeah I've heard his name thrown out there as, as potential uh, uh, candidate for speaker of the house. Yeah, he'd be solid. I know they they put him up there. You know, let's say they rotate. You know, the speaker of the day, and he did more of those than anybody else this last session. And they specifically put him with the gavel on some of those more contentious days. So he, he's a solid leader, and he's got his head about him, and he'd be good. He, I don't think he'd yell at reporters. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's that's a, a negative mark against him. Oh, we need somebody a, that will yell at reporters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Brandon Lear uh, out of Savage, the state law mayor there. Uh, so I was in Kalispell at the Governor's Cup uh, golf tournament, and I wasn't golfing. You know, I, I, I embarrassed myself enough as it is. I don't need to pile on, right? But I was just sitting on one of the on one of the holes, hanging out, saying hi to folks that were they were coming and going off the you know on, onto the green of the par three, and and he comes up and he's got his cowboy hat on and his you know western <laughs> shirt, you know it. it it looked like he was there to perform at the Under the Big Sky, you know, country music festival versus, like, playing golf. <laughs> yeah, probably looking for fences to fix out, out out there. That's his business. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so yeah, so I'm driving to Glendive yesterday, and I uh, first I start with Sean Hannity. And, you know, because I, I didn't get on the road, you know, I'm you know trying to get my stuff packed, everything like that, you know. So I, I turn on Sean Hannity, and I'm hearing a seculo with the ACLJ talk about the Supreme Court. Uh, back and forth yesterday morning. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, just blown away. When you have the leftists like Elena Kagan on the court and then Katanji Brown-Jackson basically saying, Colorado, what do you think you're doing trying to remove a presidential candidate off the ballot? It, I mean, it was just fascinating. That, yeah. that was the first piece, I mean, let alone Sleepy Joe. Yeah, and that's what's, that's what's you know, showing how bad things are with with what he's doing and, and what his handlers are doing is that even the far left justices are looking at this and saying no you can't do that and but yet he's he's doubling down on everything i mean he's he's yelling at reporters and multiple times yesterday says well the report said i didn't do anything wrong i didn't do anything wrong i was exonerated no it didn't say that it said be, because you're an old guy with bad memory we can't get a prosecution it did not say he didn't do anything wrong but he keeps repeating that over and over and that, that's the narrative you yeah. repeat the lie long enough and then people start to believe it he lied at several points uh, yesterday last night he claimed no no no, i didn't you know something about classified material and it's like wait a minute like even a cnn correspondent played the audio tape they have audio record or at least mentioned they have audio recordings of him and his guy that was ghostwriting his book for him he showed the the author of the book that doesn't have a security clearance classified documents and they talked about it openly on a rec on a recording and so joe like you're you're lying to the american people right now when there is audio evidence that you showed this guy classified material yeah and at some point last night during that press he said something about ghostwriter and i didn't know if he was requesting a flyby and saying ghostwriter or what he was talking about but i didn't come back to that but i did pattern is full pattern yeah. is full <laughs> but he is he is working with the mexican president to uh, to send relief to hamas That's oh like, man so when he stepped, okay, hold, hold that thought for a moment. I, I want to, okay, so I want to play Greg Gutfeld's reaction. Because oh, then I flipped, be when I got out of KBUL range, I thought, okay, I'm going to flip on Fox right now, see what they're talking about. It was right in the middle of the five. Listen to how Greg Gutfeld responded to this big Joe Biden news yesterday. Remember how hard the media pushed the 25th Amendment? Yes. Now here it is. Mm -hmm. What do you do when it's your guy? Clearly, there's evidence of severe memory loss, confusion, mental impairment. 
What are you waiting for? For the poor guy to wander down Pennsylvania Avenue in nothing but a shower cap? We thought Harvard had diminished faculties. They are just talking, by the way, about your kindly neighbor who forgets where he is and he's wandering on your front lawn in an open robe. We're talking about the leader of the free world, right? You know, they're, they're describing him as an elderly man with a poor memory that doesn't possess a mental state of uh, willfulness. Mm. I mean, this is not Gramps with onset dementia. This is the president of the United States. He has the keys to the nuclear football. I can only hope that he doesn't know or remember where it is. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, it's to quote Morrissey, the joke isn't funny anymore. It's not really real. They told us something we already knew. And it's something that the media can't spin, right? He's mentally, they basically said he's mentally unfit to stand trial. Yep. That is a naked assessment. I mean, he's, we've seen him uh, refer to dead people as if they're alive. He can't do simple interviews in the Super Bowl. He's declining faster than his poll numbers. And it, it's, I think at this point, something's going to happen. Yeah, I see dead people. Was that you that told me I should have used the uh, the I see dead people <laughs> no, reference? No, that would have been a good one. Though. Yeah, that would have yeah. been a good one. I missed it. It was probably Tim and Billings. Stand by. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. The public auction yards in Billings hosted their annual Blue Ribbon 2 sale this week, drawing a large crowd of buyers and demand for cows was very robust. In the offering is over 2,500 head of bred cows and heifers, and prices were significantly higher than the previous Blue Ribbon sale in December of 2023, with most bred cow offerings selling $400 to $700 higher per head. Two- to four-year-old bred cows priced anywhere from $2,300 up to $3,035. Middle-aged bred cows, $2,000 to $2,650. While bred heifers also saw a stronger trend, three to $400 higher than the December sale. Prices for bred heifers anywhere from $2,175 to $3,100. Yesterday, USDA released its World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates report, and the wheat outlook is for stable supplies, lower domestic use, unchanged export values, and higher ending stocks. Projected ending stocks are up 10 million bushels to 658 million, while the season average farm price forecast is unchanged from last month at $7.20 a bushel. The U.S. corn outlook is calling for lower food, seed, and industrial use and larger ending stocks. Lower usage will lead to a 10 million bushel increase in ending stocks compared to last month, with the season average corn price unchanged to $4.80 a bushel. I'm Lane Northland. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Aaron Flint here broadcasting live from Glendive. We're at the Epic Center in Glendive, ahead of the uh, Glendive Agri-Trade Expo, which opens up here later this morning. If you got any friends in Glendive, if you're in the Glendive area, drop down and see us, even if you just want to say hi. Or, hey, you can jump on the microphones, just like uh, we take your phone calls today. We've got microphones open for you and our friend Tim from Savage uh, here in person with us, sidekicking for Freedom Friday. So this is kind of cool. Uh, you remember the big Brixtel Defense News? Mm -hmm. they're, the, they're the company that's opening this $125 million ammo manufacturing facility here in Glendive. I just got a message from Jimmy Slaughter. So he flew in from Virginia like the night before last. 
And he's like, I don't know. I, I might call into your show instead of come down there because he's like, these roads are icy. And he sounds like a NASCAR driver from, from the south. So so I'm sitting here thinking, are the roads really icy or is it just that he's from Virginia? And I'm like, nope. They're really icy. Yeah, these, they really are. These roads really are uh, were icy yesterday afternoon for sure. But, but um, I think I'm going to sneak him on. I can I can actually have him call my cell phone, and then he can he can be with us here uh, on the show later today because he's going to give us an update on on where they sit. As I understand it, their Alpha Loading Systems ammo loading equipment out of Stevensville, Montana. That equipment will show up here in Glendive on Monday, and then that's when they'll really start getting things ready to roll. Well, that's what I found amazing about that and looking at the reports coming out of Glendive and the economic development that's going to be happening with that. You hear you hear a story like that and you think, oh, well, that'll be really cool. Well, they'll start gearing up and they'll start the zoning and in six months we'll do this and then in 12 <laughs> months and maybe 18 to 24 months later we'll start getting something going. But no, they're, they're hiring. They are going to be putting people to work and this is going to be rocking, like you said, within a month. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be amazing about it. Oh, it's crazy. And those, those alpha loads systems equipment uh i mean these these machines are are worth more than than all of our vehicle uh, and then, then whatever kind of pickup you drove to get here i will just tell you that these machines cost more than your pickup uh, and uh, so they, they're very fancy machines i mean it looks like some crazy scientific lab equipment yeah and that's what's going to be great I'm, I'm really hoping hoping that they will offer a, a hometown discount to anybody within an hour's drive that you can get a discount on your ammo here um that would be a great incentive so bring that up when he talks you know later. i do need to actually i need to ask him that because you know they're they're making ammo for our u.s military and for our nato allies and things like that um, in, instead of being more of like a, a commercial supplier. But I wonder if they can, you know, take a little lot over here, or a little pallet over here and say, you know what, this is our Montana lot uh, and set that aside because that would be really cool because any any ammo helps right now. Oh, exactly. And, and you, it, it's just so expensive. You know, I'd like to do more recreational shooting, but uh, every squeeze of the trigger, you know, okay, there's another dollar, here's another dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets expensive to go out and, and flunk anymore. So... Even Politico playbook, back to the Biden story here in the special uh, counsel's uh, report, the real peril in the report was the one highlighted by Biden's lawyers in two pages of forceful language that laid out their shock and indignation at the special counsel's repeated criticisms of Biden's memory. Uh, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. But Politico points out there was more. They talk about how his memory was so limited, not only during his recorded interviews with the with the special prosecutor, but also with the ghostwriter back in 2017. He couldn't even remember when his own son had died. He didn't know when he was vice president. I mean, basically, Sleepy Joe was out to lunch at Lunch Lady Land. Yeah, and that's what's, what's so scary about that. I mean, critical dates within, in history, not even remembering when he was doing stuff. And then the, what really is, is frustrating with this is they keep coming back to, and he keeps comparing this to Trump. He keeps saying, well, this is this and this is the The big difference is that these are documents that he he took while he was a senator and while he was vice president he did not have the executive power to to take these documents yeah. whereas trump had every i saw a great side-by-side -side video or, or pictures on the news last night showing okay this is where joe kept his documents in these beat-up boxes in the in the garage next to the electronic vet um 
or no, no, that's not even, no, that's a, that's a gas burner, wasn't it? Yeah. And compared to in a safe vault with intact boxes, clearly labeled, protected by secret service. And Joe was saying, well, it's exactly, and this is even worse. I mean, it did, this report did not exonerate him. It said, look, this guy doesn't have the mental capacity to go to trial, so we're not even going to bother. Well, and then when Joe Biden tried to defend himself by saying, well, wow, this was like 40 years ago. That's even worse. That means for 40 years, you have consistently ignored uh, the proper handling of classified information. If if our junior enlisted soldiers, sailors, or airmen or, or Marines did that for one second, they would face uh, punishment for it. You've been doing it for 40 years. Because, like, yeah, t- Tim, to your point, when I worked for Senator Conrad Burns, I only I think there was only one, maybe even two people other than the senator that had a security clearance in that office. That guy was the only guy going into those classified briefings with the senator. And and you can't just, oh, yeah, let's take all this stuff out and put it in Conrad's house back in Billings. Like, it's just... Let's throw it in the garage next to the car. Yeah, it's just crazy what, what, what this guy has gotten away with for 40 years. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden pushes back on a special counsel report on his mishandling of classified documents, saying he showed diminished faculties and... Faulty memory in interviews. I went forward with a five-hour in-person, five-hour in-person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th, and I was very occupied. I was in the middle of handling an international crisis. New York House Republican Claudia Tenney says proceedings should be explored to remove the president from office. There's a manhunt for a cop killer in Tennessee. Police are looking for a felon they say is armed and dangerous after a deadly traffic stop, which killed Sheriff's Deputy Greg McGowan and left a female deputy injured, shot multiple times in the leg. Warrants have been issued for 42-year-old suspect Kenneth DeHart. Fox's Lillian Wu details of the traffic stop and what led to the shooting have not been reported yet. America's listening to Fox News. So... One thing we, we do need to do here is I, I want to just – I think it's only like an eight-minute long clip. Uh, the last two or three minutes, though, is just Joe Biden rambling on and on and on about uh, Gaza and basically throwing our, our Israeli friends under the bus. And uh, uh, but, 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 but what I want to do is just play because Tim is exactly right. I mean this was an absolute train wreck yesterday. Was that the word you used to describe the, the, the press conference that Joe Biden did where he just took a, a few questions from the press? It's like watching one of those um – internet videos where you see a, a dash cam with a, a pot, car pile up and it just keeps getting worse and worse like on the icy conditions we had yesterday and this morning if you, somebody just slid in they kept sliding that's what it seemed like last night watching it was just another crash and another car crashing and, and another one you couldn't do anything to stop it and you just the wreck just kept getting worse and worse the more he kept talking well and so i was listening to all the news coverage and i was listening to everything uh, on the radio and and on my app on the way over but to actually watch it, you know, then it's it, you really did affect because you, you remember you kept hearing the staff in the background saying, OK, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Everybody. I mean, we were only two minutes into it. I think Peter Ducey asked one question and and then all of a sudden the staff were OK, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Like trying to get everybody to go, trying to get Joe to walk out of the room and get the heck out of there. And then the CNN lady tears into Joe Biden. OK, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Everybody. No. And then he finally realizes, like, I better get out of here. This is not going well. And then that's when he. Somebody asked him about Israel or something, and he stops, looks confused, shuffles around, walks back to the podium. 
I'll bet you the White House staff at that point was like, oh, oh yeah. no, where's, here we go. Where's the big hook to pull him off the stage? Oh, I mean, yeah, my that's goodness. Where, and that's when he went really south. Yeah, and I couldn't believe that, that he staggered back to the mic and then kept in again. And that's when the press corps finally started acting like an, an independent press corps, and they just blasted him. And these are his people. I mean, these are the this is an extension of the White House press staff, for the, except for Peter Ducey. And they just unloaded on him. And that, like I said, the CNN reporter actually questioned him. You, you can tell we've really made a turn when the far left media is going after him too. Yeah, um, I I think I'll save it for after the break because it, it looks like because I'm not sure how long this Judge Janine clip is. But then I so I I, I played the Greg Gutfeld clip. Judge Janine also from a legal standpoint, ju- I mean her immediate reaction to this news yesterday. I got to play that for her. That's a couple minutes. Okay, I'll share that one uh, coming up here after the break. But uh, Nancy and Roundup sent me an email after last night. Speaker Johnson should not hesitate in impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. He must be removed from office. Uh, let's see. Actually, Obama, Schumer, and Hakeem Jeffries should go to him and demand he step down and as president. Uh, so that was uh, so that was uh, from Nancy and Roundup. But I mean, but the problem is, is so they remove him, Twelfth Amendment, whatever. Crazy Kamala is the one with the nuclear football. Right after that, yeah, she might actually take charge. Unlike whatever Joe's doing. Yeah, she was the border czar. Look at how well that's been yeah, exactly. going. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get the, the Judge Janine response and reaction from the five on Fox yesterday. Right after the break, of course, we are your Fox News affiliate here. 1450 KMMS Bozeman, 970 KBUL Billings. Do you really need to keep those old tax returns? I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Tax Tip coming up. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The general rule of thumb is to keep your tax returns for at least three years. That's how long the IRS has to audit you. But CPA John Lieberman says there are some circumstances when you may want to retain them longer. If you have a situation where you have some self-employment income, maybe you should hold them back for a total of six years. Lieberman also advises keeping key documents. Copies of the checks for the taxes that they paid, just in case they get a letter in the mail saying they did pay the tax. Save other documents for four years. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, our uh, chief uh, deputy, we got to mix this up all sorts of six different ways like John Stewart would do on the Daily Show. Our deputy chief bureau correspondent, blah, 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 whatever, Mondakistan bureau chief Tim and Savage with us here in Glendive this morning. Uh, I forgot to do an update on the, the power situation. So, yeah, you you were one of our app listeners. So our, our over-the-air listeners were were able to get back up and running a little faster, but the app was all digitizing like crazy after that big power outage in Billings the other day. But uh, I checked with Northwestern Energy. Well, first, before I get to that, it, it, isn't it funny? Since you do sports coverage uh, in in the Sydney area, you know how crazy it can be when you got technical problems. And so it's so nice to just have breaks that run like normal. Yes. And, 
music that runs like normal and you can actually kind of take a break and gather your thoughts get ready for the next segment you know yeah there's, there, there's that panic mode well and i've had that happen at, at a tournament or something like that you're going and you're rolling and then all of a sudden um somebody unplugs you it's like ah <laughs> okay it, it's, it's you not got just 15 angry grandmas saying how come i can't hear my grandson yeah <laughs> yeah or getting you know and now today you know we don't use phone lines anymore but getting the bluetooth to connect and everything all working right and you know there's just that you know when you when you get to the site you plug in everything runs perfectly okay okay everything's gonna go good but when it starts to to mess up I guess all you can do then is go over to Stella's and have breakfast that's, with the flakes. That's right. That's right. It worked out for <laughs> me. So I checked with Northwestern Energy. Hey, what was the reason for that big power outage? And Jody Black with Northwestern Energy sent this back to me. Crews identified a problem with a piece of substation equipment that caused an outage at about uh, 4.30 a.m. This was Wednesday morning, uh, affecting about 6,200 customers and made repairs. Service was restored beginning at 5.30 a.m with all customers back in service by about 7.30 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday. But then there was a brief little outage again uh, in that 8 o'clock hour. We were live over there. But So I followed up with her. I was like, I was like, because it says there was a piece of substation equipment that had a problem. And so I was like, well, was it just normal wear and tear or was it something nefarious? She says it was nothing nefarious. So so anyway, because, uh, hey, you never know these days. No, you no. You never and, know these days. Well, and especially, so, you know, we are so reliant on that. And that's what, what blows me away with people wanting to shut down coal, wanting to shut down natural gas. I mean, you know, in Coal Strip with the, uh, the facility in Laurel, I mean, we need to make sure that we have an all-of-the-above infrastructure system that works. I mean, um, the solar and wind is a great asset, uh, a great addition to it, but you can't re count on it. It's not reliable. We need these other sources because, you know, just one little piece of equipment, all of a sudden you're down. And what if that one piece of equipment is something that you can't recover and you can't get other electrical sources coming in? Well, it's kind of like what you were just saying about, you know, hey, you're in the middle of doing a live sports broadcast and one little thing goes wrong. And then, you, then you're like, okay, and then you're scrambling. And then another thing goes wrong. And then, you know, if you freak out too much, you start making other mistakes. Yep. Because so it just there's this cascading, like kind of like the car pileup effect of the, yeah. the Biden press conference yesterday. Or like the American foreign policy. <laughs> this mistake, then now the sharks smell blood in the water. So then they invade here and then they do this over here. And now, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing that over and over again where we see this cascade of effects. Uh, let's get to the Judge Janine reaction here. I don't know if you heard this yesterday, uh, Tim, but when I was driving here to Glendive, uh, th again, this was the coverage where I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting back listening as I grip the steering wheel on the icy roads, taking it slow. I'm like, wow, I cannot believe what I am hearing right now. Here's Judge Janine's reaction. This report is worse than an indictment. This report demands the 25th Amendment. And here's my constitution. This man needs to be thrown out of office. And there's another point. The fact that they talked about the fact that he's an old man with a poor memory seven years ago, that he's sharing classified documents at a time when he's not even president. Donald Trump was president. This guy was in possession of documents as a senator, as a vice president. He had no right to have that information. Sharing it with his ghostwriter, sharing it, I'm sure, with the editor. The editor would not have published a book without making sure that everything in that book didn't have backup. I written eight books i know that and then they say well he also oh, yeah. showed a letter yeah. from kim jong-un to bob woodward uh in the oval office 
Everything about this tells and shows the American people how there are two separate systems of justice. And this is where my prosecutor comes through. If you get to the point where you say no jury will convict this guy because he is non-compass mentis, because he does not have the mental capacity to form the intent, that means you've already gotten to the point where you believe he should be indicted, but you're not indicting him because you don't believe the jury will find him competent to stand trial. This is the worst thing that can happen to Joe Biden. And let me say one more thing about that. When they made the decision to not indict they still could have indicted him the way they indicted Donald Trump for espionage. The espionage charges that Donald Trump is under by crazy Jack Smith don't involve intent or willfulness. They involve gross negligence. So if you want to tell me Joe Biden can't formulate intent, he cannot formulate a, a, a willfulness, if, then for sure you can get him for gross negligence. Explain to me, Mr. Herr, why there is a difference there. And this indictment against Donald Trump for a number of reasons, and I don't want to hog the time, should be dismissed based upon the joke that this whole thing is. Yeah, anyway, uh, Tim, Tim, your reactions to what you just heard there. Non-compass mentis. I know, we both looked at each other and laughed. I was oh, like... Sick. Man, I feel smart now hearing wow. terminologies like that. Non-compass mentis. Did you look up the Gross. actual meaning of that? Or uh, yeah, I mean, it's Latin for not sane or in one's right mind, and and that's what you know. That's what we've been saying for years about about Joe Biden is that he is not in his right mind, and it's it. And I, I think Greg Gutfield is one that said it. Is this is moving beyond a joke. This is moving beyond the ha-ha. I mean, I wasn't laughing watching that presser last night. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is dangerous. This is – and even even the left is looking at it and saying, no, this guy is not in control. And so, okay, 25th Amendment, obviously we got to do something. we got to get rid of him. But then what happens? Is it Kamala? Because then she actually is going to believe that she is in control. And it is obvious that Joe isn't. So who is behind the scenes pulling the strings? Who is actually making these decisions and saying, yes, go ahead and, and send, the, send the aircraft off the carriers and go bomb those, those positions? Who is working with making sure that North Korea stays on their side of the parallel? Who is working with protecting Taiwan? Evidently, Joe is spending his time working with Mexico to get aid <laughs> to the Palestinians. We didn't, we didn't even get to that part yet. I want to do the play-by-play -play of the press conference with you in the 8 o'clock hour. Since you're a play-by-play -play sports guy right. here. Because, yeah, that was the point where he literally, he's he's up there angrily lashing out at CNN and Peter Ducey and all these other guys saying, oh, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And then as he finally walks away and then he gets baited back up to the, to the microphone and he says, well, I was talking with a sissy of Mexico about... Uh, wait a minute, you mean Egypt and what, why are you, Mexico doesn't border Israel? What are you, I mean, you've just confirmed everything that this report just indicted you for. What the heck are you doing? Uh, David in Boulder messaged us on the Montana Talks app. This deal with Biden is possibly a way to remove him from being their candidate and install Newsom as they are very aware of his detrimental liability to their goals. So, you know, there's been speculation that, that uh, they were just that eventually they were going to get yeah. Joe Biden off the ballot at some point, somehow. But uh, yesterday, uh, Newt Gingrich says, I, I'm almost certain that Joe Biden will not be their candidate at this point. Well, but he's the most qualified. He just told us that. But then <laughs> how I mean, how do you, how do they get Kamala to go away? 
that's that's going to be interesting there. I would much rather have Newsom in the White House right now than Joe and Joe and Kamala, just because at least there's somebody who is. I guess it would rather have somebody radical than somebody who is not there. But how does the Democratic Party remove Kamala from this after all of what they have done to elevate her to a position, given all of her success as borders are and everything else that she did to get to her position? Remember what liberal Senator John Tester said about Joe Biden recently? Uh, Travis, tell me if, if you can't hear this. I'm going to try to play this clip. I hope our listeners can hear it. I know I can hear it in my headset, but you never know with equipment these days. Uh, let me roll it for you. Joe Biden, when I've been around him, and that's not every day, but when I've been around him, when I've seen him on the news, he's absolutely 100% with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and he's got, he's, he's, as we call his, his uh, cognitive ability, whatever you want to call it. I'm yeah. not a doc, I'm a dirt farmer, but <laughs> he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's doing a good job. I think folks are making a bigger deal out of it. Okay. It is. When was that clip? Joe- Travis might be able to tell us. Um, I'm trying to think when that was. That was from very recently here, but. Yeah, within what? the last couple of months he said that. Joe's fine. He's, he's 100% absolutely with it. He's doing a good job. That's li- but then g- given the bad job John Tester's doing. Uh, In comparison, he probably believes that he is. But, I mean, either either John Tester is as, is, as, as non-culpus mentis as Joe Biden is, or he is just joining with the rest of the left and just flat out lying, trying to spin this. I'm going to go with option two. Yeah. Option two there, yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, the Ghost Rider audio from 2017 showed that Joe Biden wasn't with it back then. Exactly. John Tester says, no, he's with it right now. Uh, but don't expect the Montana reporters to demand a follow-up. This episode is brought to you by Xfinity Mobile. Learn how existing customers can save hundreds when you buy one unlimited line and get one unlimited intro line free for one year. Plus, now through February 27th, ask how to get up to $800 off the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Free unlimited line offer ends March 21st. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Fox News commentary. The illegal immigrants accused of attacking NYPD officers have been arrested by ICE agents in Phoenix, Arizona. Question is, why were they ever released in the first place? I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Interesting people are talking to Will King. I said, what do I call you? I call you Dwayne. I call you The Rock. He said, now that I own it, I can call you The Rock. Yes, I own it now. You can call me The Rock. Our next guest needs no introduction. It is Dr. Jordan Peterson. My old friend and frenemy, Stephen A. Smith. What is going on here? I see the Will King show in the background. I see the microphone. Watch it live at noon Eastern, Monday through Thursday on foxnews.com. And get the podcast five days a week at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The illegal immigrant posse that NYPD says beat up on their officers last week and now viral footage have been caught and arrested. Sources say they gave fake names to a nonprofit assistance group before fleeing New York City on a Greyhound bus to Phoenix, Arizona, where they were intercepted by brave ICE agents. All of these men are military age and believed to have used asylum claims to get into our country in the first place. They are clearly a danger to society and have no right to be here in the first place. So why did Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg release them into the streets without bail? Alvin Bragg and others are actively aiding and abetting crime and lawlessness and i just can't figure out how is that not deemed treason our country will be lawless our borders will be open so long as democrats are at the helm i'm tommy laren and you can watch my show tommy laren is fearless at outkick.com mypatriotsupply.com got to you from the montana hot spring spas and saunas live well feel better studio
serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, Aaron Flint here broadcasting live from Glendive. We're at the Epic Center here ahead of the Gate Show in Glendive. Let's see, did my music player accidentally turn on there? I was wondering. I don't know. <laughs> I've got my phone plugged in here at the same time. So if all of a sudden my gym workout music starts playing in the background, there you go. Yours does that too, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've had, you know, what I sometimes happens to me is I get an Aaron Flint podcast that'll come on while I'm playing an interview with a coach. And I don't oh, know why there we go. That, that player just automatically jumps in there. But uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe what you have to say before a ball game is more interesting than what the coach has to say. There you so. go. There you go. Uh, let's see. We had a great message from Evan in Belt. Uh, he sent this one in last night on our Montana Talks app. The law is the law, and Joe Biden broke it and won't be indicted because he is an elderly man who willingly kept classified documents while not president. But because he has memory issues, it will be dropped. That's one hell of a precedence. My mom was an elderly individual with memory issues that eventually took her life, but she still had to pay her taxes. It's the law. Or there would have been consequences. What a two-tiered justice system. So great point by Evan and Belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, good to hear from Evan, and uh, shout out to Evan. Good morning. Happy Freedom Friday to you. I was able to, to meet up with him when I was in, in Belt uh, broadcasting state football um, a couple of months ago. And so it was good to, to finally meet him. And, you know, we have all these people, and I think Nancy – Roundup is one that you know, calls us the Montana Talks family. We That's all right. these people that we know um, from all around the state just because we hear each other back and forth on the radio, but we've never actually met. So we do need to schedule a uh, a family reunion. Let all these folks actually meet each other someday. Yeah, we should do that. We we need to do that. Yeah, that that'd be a great. Although we're, we're all pretty scattered out, is the yeah, only that's thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, speaking of uh, reunions, the Montana GOP, we mentioned earlier, they're having their winter kickoff in Helena this weekend. So some of the lawmakers that we might normally see here, you know, Savage, Rebo, Circle, you know, the Glendive area, et cetera, they're probably at the winter kickoff. But I don't know. I should shoot Jerry Schillinger a text to see if he might. See if he's yeah. at the kickoff or if he's going to come down here and kick off the gate show with us. Yeah, that's, uh, they're kind of torn between which things to go to. And I wonder if some of them just might have decided because of the weather and the roads, decided to stick around here. Yeah. But, you know, we keep wondering what's going to happen with uh, with this uh, congressional race out here in, yeah. in the number two district and what's going to happen. Maybe, maybe something will happen there, and that would be the reason to be in Helena. But, yeah, Jerry's one of those guys, you know, he's not, not one to miss the gate show if he can be down here. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the big speculation is – Will Congressman Rosendale announce a run for the Senate at the winter kickoff this weekend? The New York Times quoted three Republican anonymous folks as saying that, yes, he will. The Associated Press basically said, yes, he will. But then his spokeswoman said, uh, no, he hasn't made up his mind yet. So so I don't, I, I don't know. But uh, but, yeah, there's either way. There's going to be all, all eyes uh, looking at that. Oh, certainly. Um, there's apparent there's a story out of Capitol Hill this morning uh, here from the Hill dot com. Speaker Johnson reverses on planned Montana Senate endorsement. Um, so at least according to their uh, the Hill and Politico and others were reporting that uh, that uh, that Speaker Johnson was going to endorse Congressman Rosendale in the Senate race. But Speaker Johnson's office is saying, no, he just donates to fellow House Republicans for their House races. But Congressman Ryan Zinke said said, yeah, actually, actually, the speaker was intending to support Rosendale in that race. 
until he realized that uh, that Rosendale was the weaker candidate by far against Tester. That was the quote from Zinke in Politico. But we can talk about that and much more uh, coming up in the uh, in the eight o'clock hour of the show. Tim and Savage will still be here with us. We've also got a story about John Tester's restaurant bill. Pretty uh, pretty expensive restaurant bills uh, piling up for John Tester. But no big surprise there, of course. Uh, hey, if you've got restaurant bills that are piling up because, you know, you, you just don't know when to say when. You just can't say no to that that, that second cinnamon roll, whatever. I'm telling you what, you got to get a hold of our friends at Billings Last Diet. Because not only do they help you lose the weight, but it's a lifestyle change. Uh, that, that keeps you from piling the weight back on. So if you're looking to lose the weight, go with the program that I use, go with the program that works, Billings Last Diet, billingslastdiet.com.